that tire buckles like a wake-up call. You abide by the rules, but you don't have a law. You know I want it all, and I don't care if I gotta bring you through the world and rumble just to see you fall. This might be standing to you, but this is what I dream. It's cause I want it more. You went and pulled the steel ladder, wrapped the climb into the top, and then you hesitated. If you ain't reaching for the belt, the hell you want it for? I got more attitude than rock back in 97. Second prayers, leave you buried like I've been the reverend. We've been convinced seconds, the final call is in. I give it all the way, no matter who's been following. Where the cost is sick, you've been the great. That three count is the passing, now you sealed your fate. A lot of people claim they want it, most will come and go. But I'm committed for forever. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, and welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. With me, as always, is Logan. Yes. And we have a pretty decent little pay per view to uh, cover today. Mm hmm. Um, we won't be. Going over every event that happened on Raw and SmackDown, unless there are like <laughs> specific things that we want to discuss. Um, that will pretty much be the business model from here on out. <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna we, we're gonna reinvigorate our wrestling interest. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the goal here now. That's the new goal. Yeah. So NXT Takeover twenty five. Mm-hmm. This was a very entertaining pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, uh, while we're just talking about it as a whole, the big kind of debate uh, on the onlines uh, has been uh, TakeOver 25 or Double or Nothing. Um, and I know internally every single part of me wants to, you know, like buck the trend and say it was double or nothing. But I I think if I'm, we're being honest with each other here, I, I think I like to take over more. Oh, I definitely like to take over more. But that's strictly on a match versus match basis, not like a, like what does this show mean? What are the bigger implications? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, like... Definitely, definitely. Um, I think the NXT show was better, and that's not a shot like at AEW. Like AEW, I 100% at least hope is the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're going to get better, but it was their first pay per view. Right. The production wasn't there. They missed a lot of things. Um, they got to work out like some of the cheesy stuff. I think mm-hmm. just because it's someone's lifelong dream doesn't mean they need to be involved in a wrestling match. Right. <laughs> um, right. It was also a bit, um, they, uh, they wanted to make the show feel as big as possible. And, you know, in some ways because of that, the card was kind of built in a, uh, like WrestleMania type way. And I don't necessarily mean that, you know, positively. It was just about everybody that they had come to an agreement with or, you know, had someone some sort of association with was on the card. Um, which, you know, the made for, you know, I think there could have stood to have been, uh, in lieu of, you know, uh, some of those like multi-man matches, uh, could have just been, and it's tough. Uh, you know, 
when you're just starting up as a promotion, there really wasn't any feuds that they had established. So, uh, maybe they just couldn't have, um, but that's what is so great about these NXT cards is they're, they're always like short and every single match is impactful. And, you know, they're just because somebody's not on the card doesn't mean they don't matter. Um, but it's just, it keeps kind of the, keeps the guys fresh and makes the matchups. It, it like saves matchups too, you know, cause they're not just like burning through matches. So, and there's only five major shows a year, right? Which is the best thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, so without any further delay, um, we can jump in here. We've got up first, and this is the first time in a long time that they haven't kicked off with the tag match, but we had Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. And this was a fun match. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I wasn't prepared to like this match. I was. Uh, certainly wasn't prepared to like Well, not to the extent of that, uh, how much I did like it. So I was like, okay, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's not that hot of a feud. Uh, we know that Roddy is, we don't know exactly where his like placement in an undisputed era is, but you know, he's not the top guy and you kind of get the feeling that if there was going to be another guy, it'd be O'Reilly. But honestly, the, they, they have done more with Roddy. Um, well, they the have. But he's um, also kind of like a put-over guy, too. Like, right, yeah. That's how he got his one and only NXT Championship matches. They needed Rude to beat somebody as soon as he got the title. But um, but they are like very clearly grooming Matt Riddle to be kind of the next big thing. No pun intended, given his aspirations for retiring Brock Lesnar. So I kind of just thought, you know, we've had these like Riddle spotlight matches where he... He'll beat somebody pretty quickly. The you know, the like Ono matches and you know stuff like that. So it's not that I was down on this match or any of the performers. It was more just like this is just going to be like a five to ten minute riddle showcase. You know, Roddy gets a couple backbreakers in there, but ultimately, you know, Riddle wins pretty convincingly. Um, but that's not what we got. We actually got a very entertaining, especially once they hit. Uh, it's a, maybe an act two of the match. They kind of really hit, uh, their stride and it was good. It was a really good match mm-hmm. and continued to the trend of, they just, I don't know if there's just like something, you know, uh, I'm not superstitious, but I'm like a little stitious. There's mm-hmm. just something, <laughs> something about that first match slot. Cause I'd have to go back and look at it, but it seems like time and time again, uh, this has always been like the sleeper good match of the card. And a lot of that has been because it's usually the tag match and that the tag division has been pretty strong for most of the like takeover era. Um, well, the, the tag division has been like the undisputed era verse for the last how many pay-per-views. <laughs> right. And they really, I think are carrying that division, like regardless of who's actually car- carrying the, uh, the titles. Right. Um, but yeah, no, this is the first like singles match I feel like to open it in a long, long time mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. 
Were you kind of like, are you kind of surprised that they're still using like, well, he called it the go to sleep, but you know, the bro to sleep, the bro to sleep. Um, honestly, yes. Oh no, no, I'm not. Um, because I think they are, you kind of saw this do them with like Benoit and the crossface. They're not afraid of the move. In fact, uh, I think it would just kind of like grow the, you know, the thing that they're trying to avoid by like not talking about it. People would be like, why don't they talk about it? Why don't they call the move? We know that, you know, this person or this person does the move, but they won't do it. Is it because of this? Yeah, it's probably because of this. And by, you know, trying to sweep something under the rug or, you know, like kind of like not talk about it, it then kind of gets talked about ironically. Um, so you kind of notice this after the Benoit thing, uh, guys like Triple H, um, Shawn Michaels broke out the crossface in matches every now and then. I think Orton has done it. Um, a couple of guys on the roster have like a variation of the move. Like the bank statement is pretty close to it. The label lock is pretty close to it with like, you know, small differences for each, but, um, by like sprinkling it elsewhere, um, people, it stopped becoming so associated with the person that they were trying to avoid association with. Um, and with the go to sleep, I mean, they, I mean, for a while there, it just was Hideo Itami's character because all they were doing was teasing it. It seemed like they never were going to actually let him do it because all he was doing, you know, he was able to just get a pop from putting a guy on his shoulders and people were like, oh, there's the move that, you know, we're not supposed to talk about. Um, and I think they realized like, oh, it's making, it's making it a bigger deal if we don't just like let him do it. So, um, I think that's, that's probably where they're coming from is if it gets over as the Matt Riddle move, then it won't necessarily be the CM Punk move. Well, and then he like broke, you know, what's his Mm -hmm. name's face too. So that didn't help. Yeah. Um, but no, this was a really good match. Like, um, it was really the first, like, full display of Riddle's, like, arsenal, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. where he broke out, like, literally everything. Yeah. Um, Roddy, too. Roddy did a really, I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds, like, almost demeaning to say, oh, Roddy did a really good job. But, like, Roddy did a fantastic <laughs> job. Like, mm-hmm. anybody, only familiar with, um, like WWE and NXT's, like, Roderick Strong is, like, severely missing out, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's kind of like a modern day Dean Malenko, where he's, like, he's so, like, fluid on the card, you know? Like, he just kind of, like, fills whatever role is is needed and he, he's kind of just, he's like a really solid hand, but uh, the, also the like Dean Malenko comparison of like just how many moves the guy has. Yeah. And also the fact that you just don't want to hear him like talk or do mm-hmm. anything but wrestle. Um, cause I don't think his like personality or his mm-hmm. character is anything special. And I don't think it ever really was. Cause I can remember no. all of his, uh, all of his promos, even in like PWG really just kind of sounded like, Mm-hmm. robotic right maybe there's something about his voice i don't know but like <laughs> if he can just wrestle and let like you know mm-hmm. 
the other guys handle the yeah, talking. He'll be right. Fine. He's he's a guy that um I know I'm sure he has like aspirations or whatever, but like if they take care of him like financially and creatively or whatever, he's a guy who I think would it would be beneficial for all around, including himself, uh if he was just an NXT lifer. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be fine. Well, he's either gotta be an NXT lifer and like get away from the NXT era. Or the mm-hmm. Undisputed Era. Might mm-hmm. as well be the NXT Era. Yeah. Um, or he's got to move up and stay with Undisputed. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what was the uh, the Tombstone thing? What was that uh, What was that called? Oh, what that was he that did called? at the end? Um... What the heck was it called? Well, all of his moves are like um, something, some like bro pun. Except for, I didn't think that one was, though. We're going to look it up right now. Because he did the bro ton. Mm-hmm. He did a bro to sleep. Mm-hmm. The bro mission. The bro mission. Um, I know he's got a move called... Uh, the bro Derek named it for no, that's what it was. It was the bro Derek. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's the like fall forward like tombstone. Yeah, yeah where he like does the weird like arm lock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you have it. So yeah, everything I guess is bro. Yeah, I yeah I really like watching him wrestle too. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing when I found out that he gets his sandals back from the crowd after he kicks him off. Oh, uh, really? Although this time he did kick him at Roddy Strong, so. <laughs> but yeah, there's somebody who goes and retrieves them. I'm like, come on, man. You're telling me, like, WWE isn't going to bring you a new pair of these every time you walk out. Right. Are they, like, have they, like, licensed them out yet? I don't know if they've licensed them. I think they're still Nikes. Okay. Well, even, then. even, like, Nike slides, though, are only, like, 25 bucks. Like, go to Cole's, sure. man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Once uh, the once the shop puts up those uh like NXT licensed ones or like the the Matt Riddle ones, then he'll start. Yeah, because then they'll just have like they'll they'll just have like a warehouse of them. As long as they aren't sixty bucks, I'll get some. I'll get some bro. I'll get some bro sandals. Yeah. Um. All right. Up next, we had the and for some reason, like we didn't discuss this being a ladder match. Yeah. Uh. No, we didn't. <laughs> so we had the tag team championship ladder match with the Street Profits, the Undisputed Era, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, and the Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, this was another. Well, um, I really thought that Kyle O'Reilly might die in this match. I oh, think man. he was trying. He had a <laughs> hole in his back. Yeah. <laughs> and it was rough. Mm. I don't know how this guy does it, man. He's something else. I mean, I think Fish uh legitimately hurt himself. Yeah, he came out in an arm sling. I'm like, oh, right. this guy, at least Roddy's still there. Yeah. Good thing that they didn't boot him out of the Undisputed mm-hmm. Era. Mm-hmm. I guess Adam Cole could always fill in, too, but... Right. 
since he is now a, what do they call him? What do they call it when you won every title in the in the business? Oh, he is Triple Crown, I believe, yeah. at this point. Because He's won every title, yeah. He was technically in the match that won them the, uh, the mm-hmm. title back. Yeah. So, I think they freebirded it, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was the... Was Didn't he get the pinfall, too? I don't know if he got the pinfall or not, because he spent most of the time... That was the one where Roddy turned on him. Yeah, yeah, because Roddy was tagging with. And I think Adam Cole was laying over by the announce table for most of the match. Because okay. he already had that absolutely like brutal yeah, match. Yeah, uh-huh. Where I really thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Cole takes some bumps, too, man. He doesn't... He doesn't... But Kyle <laughs> O'Reilly, like, it's just... Are they, like, trying to one-up each other? Because that's, that's how you die. <laughs> um... So, um, yes, the Street Profits finally won their title. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they are long for the title game, or do you feel like maybe this is the first step on moving the Undisputed Era up? Uh, that depends, because I think there's a lot more to do um, should they choose to do it. I guess maybe they want to... They maybe kind of saw like what was going on with Gargano and Ciampa and were like, um, oh, like obviously it makes for like tremendous NXT storytelling, but we already had the like emotional like tag team run and then breakup and blood feud so that when they like did try to call them up, they're like, uh, we're going to like put them back together so we can do that again on the main roster. So maybe they like, it's not a lesson to learn because it was the logical thing to do with them in NXT and it is at the end of the day just developmental. Um, but I think maybe they, they might be more, um, hesitant to break up this team in NXT knowing that, you know, there's like the storyline to be told, um, on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, I don't know. Would you ever like break up like the uh the former Red Dragon though? I mean like what's what's the reason? No, I think I think I would do uh I mean I, I think the singles feud within this group is O'Reilly and Cole and it's one that we've already seen for the ROH title. Um but I I think those are likely the two breakouts um and I think you would probably I think, uh, break Cole off from the group and have O'Reilly as like de facto, um, leader because I think Cole's gotten a, he's a bit more of a name and has had the like single spotlight. So I would think O'Reilly would need the, um, the window dressing, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are rumors that Cole is pretty close to being called up. Mm hmm. And I don't like that. Right. Because he is not going to be used. I mean, look at Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time we even saw an Aleister Black match? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this week. Look at, <laughs> like, any NXT call-up uh, other than, uh, I guess, Lacey's being used all right. But, yeah, like, those... It's never, there's... like, the ones that were good on NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, Alexa Bliss was used very well. Right. Um... I guess Charlotte and um, 
Mm-hmm. Like, like some of the women were almost immediately. Yeah, but for all of them, you also have, well, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, I guess maybe this falls under, I mean, Becky was used a lot, but she was never the, uh, you know, the, like, ace of the NXT women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, she never won the title in the NXT, did she? No. But, first, I mean, you, you have your, uh, yeah, her first title was, uh, uh, SmackDown. Roster. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she was the first SmackDown champion. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we haven't even talked about this match yet, but yeah, I, right. I, I don't know. There's certainly something very special about the Undisputed Era and mm-hmm. like each of them individually. It's just my, that. yeah, my, a secondary concern with only calling Cole up is, yeah, like obviously what's going to happen to Cole? Is he going to be lost in the shuffle? immediately upon call up because that's been the trend of as of late but um my concern would be okay so where does that leave the undisputed era when they get called up like you know is cole you know like i said is he going to even be in a prominent place when they get called up thus putting them in like a tough spot or you know even if he does succeed and then they get called up uh is it going to seem like Adam Cole and a bunch of NXT goobers, you know, whereas I think part of the reason why the shield worked is obviously they came in all at once and then were like treated special, you know, um, I think that would be the route I would take. Yeah. Yeah. I, you would think so, but who knows the, they would just bounce them back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to see anybody get promoted at this point. Like, and I know that like sounds bad, but man, it's really, it feels like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's more hours and it's, you know, maybe more money, but I I don't know if even like per, like, I don't think you're getting paid more per like work or per performance though. That's like, right. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. I feel like you're taking a worse schedule. You're working for a crazier boss. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just I don't know. Yeah. If 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 they have the option to like be like, nah, I'm good here. Yeah. I'd do it a hundred percent. Um. That all being said, the match. I do not like the Street Profits Red Solo Cup thing. Oh, I, I'm into it. It's not like my favorite thing or whatever. But... If it wasn't already like a country phenomenon. <laughs> And that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, this is awful. They have a gimmick now and people are bringing cups or are probably being handed out cups. Mm-hmm. It's like those stupid, like, Johnny Gargano signs that everybody had printed on, like, 8 by 11 inch paper. Yeah. <laughs> I hated those. I, I just, uh, whatever. I don't, like, I don't hate them. I certainly don't hate them as a tag team. I just, like, mm-hmm. the gimmick's so stupid, and it's, like, their overall gimmick is, like, super borderline racist. Um, yeah. Kind of like the Chavo and Eddie thing. Mm-hmm. When they were lying, cheating, and stealing, and, right. you know, riding low, low riders. Right. Um, I don't know. The... 
The only question I have is when is it Oni Larkin and Danny Birch's turn? I don't know that it ever will be. Because those might be, like, they're definitely not the standouts of the division, but they're definitely, like, the workhorses of the division. Yeah, they've been, like, the most underrated tag team for the last ever, however long now, yeah. They just, anytime they get an opportunity, it's like, here we go, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I think part of the reason why uh, I'm so, you know, uh, not upset or whatever at the the street profits is that I really, 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 really could not care less <laughs> about the Forgotten Sons. I mean, that's actually kind of an appropriate name. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really do anything. Like, I'm biggest... not into these guys, and you kind of feel like uh, the powers that be in NXT, aka Degeneration X. Um, likes them and likes them a lot because they got they gave uh Riker like the big monster like spot here he's just taking everybody out and then everybody had to team up just to get rid of him that was entertaining though when they put the boots no no no, that was yeah no that was fine um the boots to a medium style and that is how you like get a guy over um but like the like the tag team I just I don't know. Like, I don't get, like, who are they? What are they? Why, you know, do they, why do they look like that? Why do they call themselves that? Like, what is their, like, goal here? I think they're supposed to be a play on the Sons of Anarchy. Uh. They're like, a, they seem like a biker gang, but they don't have motorcycles, so they're just guys who wear leather. Mm hmm. I don't know. I, I don't get it either. You're, you're, you're not alone on this. Uh, I thought the Riker spot was cool, but like nothing else that these guys did impressed me at all. Mm-hmm. It was to the point where it's like I was right there with the, uh, NXT crowd when, um, it seemed like at the end they were positioned to win and you could hear like audible groans. Um, yeah. But then that finished. That was, I mean, we talked about, some of the woes that AEW had with production. And this was, uh, this was like spot on just having, uh, Montez Ford, like literally fly onto the screen, uh, perched on top of the ladder. My um, only problem with the finish is the guy had a chance to stop it. That mm-hmm. was, like there was logical booking would have said, don't spear the guy next to the ladder, spear the ladder. <laughs> yeah. And they ignored it. Mm-hmm. But well, no, he, like, he, and I feel like they missed a camera spot when he jumped onto the ladder. I think that was the point was for him to have like just appeared on the ladder. I mean, we'll never know, but just the way that they had the camera, it's it's that like pop into the screen camera because it wasn't like perfectly centered. It was like kind of cheating the other way a little bit. Right. Um, but- the other problem was you could already hear like the crowd getting excited for it mm-hmm. and you're not hiding anything from the crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's obviously quickly like getting up the turnbuckle and jumping. Yeah. Like you missed a spot. And maybe that's why, um, uh, Dawkins, uh, speared the guy through the ladder because he knew, uh, Ford was about to springboard on it. Right. But how would we knowing at home? Like, 
at home would the, you see like some right. guy like I guess it, yeah, given all that, like it, they should have been a little bit more transparent and not acted like especially the announcers who are like right there. Um because I think NXT still has do they have the table down by the ring? I guess it doesn't yeah, matter. They, do. they still would have been able to see. So like for them to have been surprised was kind of dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it it just it bothered me. I don't know, uh, and I I gotta hate Mauro Ranallo. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, he like starts screaming like inaudibly, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, fuck off, man, just stop. We I don't know why everybody likes him so much. I appreciate the enthusiasm he gets. He, I do too. His, but go his, sit in the crowd. This is the best spot for him in the company because I think. Uh, when he was like a weekly guy, not only would you get like the TV hours, but if there was a pay-per-view too, you would then get like those tacked on top of it and their longer shows. So it's like his like style, I think can be a little grating because of the like, you know, he'll just be like calling the match, calling the match, calling the match. And then like, yeah, like you said, this like, just like screaming. He, no, he started like <laughs> then, screeching. Like, yeah. It was so, I'm like, and then his, uh, the thing that I'm not into, uh, because like at the very least I can appreciate enthusiasm, but the thing I don't is his like shoehorned pop culture references. His rap references, like he's always got to spit out rap lyrics in every single right. time he talks. <laughs> like we get it, you're, you're, you're woke. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> I, 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 I can't he, stand the guy. I can't. He, the, the like the pop culture stuff, yeah. The, it was like the rap stuff, which is I, a lot of those just fly over my head anyway. Um, but <laughs> woo, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Moro is he's whatever. I just he he makes the other two like feel like they don't matter <laughs> at all, and I you know they hate sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. Like he does kind of yeah. So it's. I mean, announcers are somewhat like the officials where you, they are like at their best when you're sort of like not noticing them. Right. Like, I know it's a little tougher because unlike the officials, the, you know, the commentators are talking the whole entire time, but there's like a way where that can be done in like a non-distracting way where you're like, oh, look at that move instead of like, uh, Jihiro Boro just said, you the know, the problem like, is that there is should a, be complimentary pieces and not like a competing like force for attention. The biggest problem is that there is a crowd chant for Moro mm-hmm. and there shouldn't be that I'm okay with. No, be, but like if the crowd can hear you screaming over on the side, like there's because I, I don't know. I, I just. If you want to be a fan, be a fan. You can't be a fan in like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. like Jr. when he like back in the day, he used to be like entertaining because he legitimately like was surprised, seemed to be like surprised about things, and he had like funny sayings. But he wasn't screaming like he he wasn't clipping the mic while he mm-hmm. was screaming. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds bad. It, I I just I don't I don't like him. I mean, he's probably a perfectly fine person. I don't know. But I don't want to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I wish we had alternate English audio. But we don't. And I don't know Spanish. <laughs> so I guess that's a, that's a problem with me. Um, anyway, now that I've gotten the Moro Ranolo thing out, mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't remember what I was talking about before that. We were talking about Mora and the commentary yeah. as a whole. And and the other problem is I don't think there's another guy like in there strong enough to like lead commentary. No. All right. I guess like what Morrow's the color and everybody else is the see. Then the three man booths are weird too. I don't know. Oh, but they love the three man booth. I know they oh. do. Well, they're not going to have it much longer on Raw and SmackDown if rumors are true about Renee. Right. <laughs> Apparently, they're not real happy, or they're taking things out on her. So. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't like the three man. It feels like there's one guy like always talking mm-hmm. and then the other two are kind of just like trying to, or then there's somebody else who kind of gets it in and then there's somebody else like right. in, in Renee's situation where she like can't say anything at all right? because, uh, what's his name and, uh, face fucker are like talking <laughs> over. <laughs> I can't actually remember his name. Um, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. That's what I thought it was, but. And I don't mind Tom Phillips and like Corey Graves is fine, but if it was the well, two of them, and I'm sorry to say it, it would be better. Or if it was just like maybe you know they do have um, uh, Vic Joseph is the guy. He does some of the pre-show, and the, I'm pretty sure he does 205 Live. Um, he would be available if they ever did want to, you know, sever ties with Morrow again. They wouldn't have to send you know Graves and Phillips back down. Like they they do have a third commentator that uh, they're not going to though because everybody else seems to love Moro. right like that's the biggest problem is like i'm gonna have to continue listening to this guy because everybody else loves him and i just and I, like i said i guess it's a me problem if everybody else loves something and i don't well maybe they can bring jbl back to be the commissioner of nxt and he can bully him out of the company again <laughs> i shouldn't laugh at that <laughs> is that even a thing that happened because like that's supposedly what happened. So, now, was he bullying him, or was Mar- oh, I, I mean, I understand that, like, Morrow is, like, bipolar. He's, like, yeah, he's bipolar and so, like, has, like, anxiety and stuff. So but I think at just- the same time, like, why does everybody have to, like, yield to your feelings? Like, from what I understand, like, John pretty much treats everybody the same way, but mm-hmm. he's also, like, a very, like, good guy. Like, mm-hmm. from what I've heard from, like... And I've heard, like, some negative things, but, like, from what I've heard, like, for the most part, from, you know, Brother Love and, you know, a bunch of the other backstage guys, like, even, like, Eddie Guerrero used to talk about how great, like, JBL was, and I feel like it's just, like, a generation thing, and everybody else is too sensitive. Which probably I mean, a generation I, thing because everybody who's not, like, retired, uh, I think, has some stories to tell about his... Is bullying, and then I mean, there's like we don't have to get into a JBL debate because it's the last thing I would want to talk about when we're breaking down an otherwise tremendous NXT card. But I mean, there's for as many like good anecdotes as you'll get probably from the older generation. There's as many, if not more, like stories of like iffy things. And then the bottom line is like one way or the other, we don't know. <laughs> so right, well, we don't. But it's like, kind of it's it probably just boils down to uh, like how you generally feel about the guy i i just feel like a guy who was so willing to put over a guy like eddie guerrero who really like i guess needed the help and wasn't necessarily made for like the 
And, and not wasn't made because I think Eddie Guerrero was a great champion. I think he was a great like wrestler, but like based off of like what you know about the WWE and the history of the WWE, JBL or Eddie Guerrero. And like the fact that Eddie Guerrero had nothing but like the greatest things to say about JBL, like putting him over and helping him get to where he was mm-hmm. is kind of like, I don't know. Like maybe I could totally see JBL just kind of being an idiot and not realizing that he's like going too far, but I don't think he was mm-hmm. ever like intentionally like malicious enough to try to draw somebody off. Yeah. That's the impression that I get. And I think that everybody was just so like quick to jump against JBL because Mauro Ronaldo is, you know, so beloved. But that's my take. And I, I guess, you know, anybody who feels differently can feel free to like have this discussion with me. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not saying like, fuck Mauro Ronaldo as a person. I just don't <laughs> want to hear him. That's really what I'm getting to. And like, I don't know. It's whatever. It's fine. We can move on. Um, <laughs> That'd be NXT, great. <laughs> the NXT North American Championship, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. And this was my biggest disappointment of the night. Really? It was. I was, And I think it's because I was so excited to see Tyler back. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel a little like small un- theater. Unimportant. Yeah. Because even Dream didn't go all out. He was a little more subtle. With his, his entrance, which I, like, kind of appreciated, but then also, like, okay, one of these guys needed to have, like, something. Now, what do you, what do you think Velveteen's entrance was all about? Do you think it was a call out to Triple H? It was the Blue Blood character, yeah. But Tyler Breeze didn't even have have the selfie stick. Didn't have the selfie stick. He didn't have the, even if there were something that could have just been attached to, like, the bottom of his tights, Mm -hmm. he didn't have the, like, uh, like the the little like frilly bits, yeah. um, he didn't have any of his other like old kind of entrance gimmicks. Now this all like started off very well, like the build of it, where mm-hmm. you know Tyler was kind of sitting in the corner and like or and Velveteen was doing Velveteen things, and I don't know where the problem was, and I'm starting to think that maybe I'm just not into Velveteen anymore. Mm. I don't think Breeze did like. Breeze is probably rusty because he's only mm-hmm. been doing like superstars. Right. But, like I'm thinking maybe I'm just not into Velveteen anymore because this. I don't know what it was because I didn't like. I, I don't. I feel like I didn't like his last match either. Mm-hmm. See, I liked the match. It was more like the the entrances sort of made it seem like it was just like the main event for your weekly NXT TV show. Yeah. How they were just so like normal. Like I think Tyler Breeze, who's kind of the one could argue he's like NXT's greatest creation because a lot of their other top guys have been, you know, they're just like, oh, superstar from the indies comes on and is just now superstar on NXT, right. you know. Um, but Tyler Breeze was kind of like this like self in house made character, and they've had a lot of those anyway. But uh, he seemed to be the one that like you know he got he. You know, he got to work with every top guy down there. Plus, he's like the only guy in the company who's like had a Liger match. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it just like yeah, the match itself I thought was fine. Like once the, the the bell rang and they got into it, I didn't like the finish. Um, just because I mean there was like a lot of things to nitpick, but like the 
how there was like the count out and Tyler went back into the ring to like say, Hey, stop counting him out when all he had to do was like roll in the ring and roll back out. Like you can do that yourself and you could have like stayed on offense. It made him who was supposed to be the like, you know, the veteran. It made, just made him look dumb. Yeah. And like when he did eventually, he got like outsmarted. And so it was just like, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I re- didn't really like that. And then even though it was a match for the belt, um, dream going for the belts was like, I, I don't know. It was just like, it had, it, it should have been like, like it should have been the selfie stick, but there wasn't one. Right. Like I feel like that spot called for a like feud specific prop. Um, cause it really hasn't, it's been like a feud. It hasn't really been about the belt per se. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I wasn't super into the, the finish, but the, the match itself was fine. I think it's just the like bookends the, of it. The like, the underwhelming entrances and then the like, the like iffy finish kind of made for what was just otherwise like a, a pretty good match. It just, it just kind of like anchored that down even more, I think. I think that's the problem though. Like the match was fine, but this match was like a B when it should have been an A plus. Mm-hmm. Like by all means, it should have been an A plus and like, I just, I, I, I was just more disappointed by this than anything else. Cause I didn't have, like, high expectations for, like, everything. You know, obviously the main event I was thinking was gonna be pretty good. The tag match I was expecting to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty indifferent. And not to say I don't care about either competitor in the, um, in the opener. I mm. just, you know, it was whatever. It's the opener. It doesn't, it's just, it, I, I figured it was kinda gonna be, like, a showcase for, um, bro but mm-hmm. you know i don't know this one i expected to like steal the show and it did not and it did not buy like a lot right um but you know just me i don't know it i don't know yeah <laughs> i mean it's it was fine. it was fine it was i'm fine. glad tyler's back and i think he's going to work his way in and i think he's going to have some good feuds mhm and like I said, it might just be me not being into Dream anymore, because like I said, I have not enjoyed like the last, I mean, I've, they've been fine, but like, I haven't been like, oh man, you know, Dream's the next hottest thing. Like, that feeling went away around the time that he had that match with like EC3. Mm-hmm. And after that, I've just kind of been like, ah, uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel like he's had another high point like that since then. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, I'm probably completely on my own. And like, I, and I also like, I feel like a lot of the NXT crowd was just like brainwashed to chant this then and this then and this then. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's good or not, they're, they're gonna die on that hill to like say that, oh, this is so much better than this just because it has to be better than this. Like this can still be like a crappy product and not be as bad as WWE. Like main is. Right. Like you don't have to be like that cool guy who like only loves like this obscure off brand of whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's fine. I, I just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I could, and I don't feel like I'm biased against it. Cause I have no reason to be against Velveteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting tired of him. Maybe I just, maybe I'm over it. I don't know. Maybe we'll I'm see. Wrong. We'll Maybe see I'm what what happens next with him. 
I just feel like he hasn't had a good feud in a while since really like Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of just been on the down. Because I didn't like him and uh, Riddle either. Yeah. And him and EC3 was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just... I don't know. It kind of feels like I'm not wrong here. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> uh, women's Championship. Shayna Baszler versus Yoshira versus... Oh, that was it. It wasn't a multi. Yep. Sorry. Ugh. Oh. I'm tired. Um, Baszler wins again. Yeah, Baszler wins. Chirago's a little crazy. And I think the problem with that is, uh, we'll just jump straight to the end here. Um, the problem with that is that she lost clean. So then the attack afterwards kind of felt like she was the heel. Yeah. Right, but, like I, I felt like the horsewomen should have been more involved. Yeah, I. Yeah, there's that, and like every Baszler match is exactly the same. It's the same. She's the bully, uh, so she does bully things, but then the opponent stands up, gets the advantage. Horsewomen come out. Uh, Baszler the, eventually wins. The problem is, like you can, like you can move her up to the main roster, and she'll be fresh for a minute. But eventually, the same thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like she's got to have another gear to go into, and if she can't do anything else, it's she's Brock Lesnar basically mm-hmm. right now, and it's not. I don't know. It's going to be really, really heavily based on who she's wrestling to make mm-hmm. the match. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the 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 Ray involvement was kind of weird too. Like I don't, I mean I get it. Like all your friends are up on the main roster now, but like mm-hmm. you you couldn't find something better for Candice LeRae? I mean I guess that'll get her tied in here somewhere. Well, they've maybe. been working on trying to just find anything for her, which is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, how are you struggling to have her in for you know a women's division that isn't like good. Well, I mean, like, the talent is there. It's just not as, like, developed as it has been. So it's, like, it seems like, okay, well, here's, like, a name. Here's, like, the one, uh, like, developed name from indie wrestling that is a woman. You have her on the roster, and she hasn't been in anything memorable other than as, like, a side piece to the Gargano and Ciampa feud. This is like the most, the most WWE thing happening right now in NXT has been the like misuse of, or I guess not even misuse, just the lack of use of Candice LeRae. Yeah. Uh, the chair spot was kind of cool. Mm hmm. Um, I don't really like kendo sticks. No, kendo sticks are lame. Unless you're doing like a Russian leg sweep with it, which doesn't feel like it would hurt more, but I mean, no, it looks cool. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it it was a fine like it mm-hmm. it was fine. It was yeah. fine. It was just I don't know. This was the fine portion of the. Card. I, I feel like they always make me feel like I'm being unappreciative, like because it was still like a way better match than we'd see on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and just as good as a lot of the stuff we'd probably see in the Indies. It's just that like we don't have that like association mm-hmm. with the WWE tied to the Indies. Right. And maybe that's the only problem. It's also, like you said, like, 
uh, like independence of anything else, it was a, like a perfectly fine, if not just like outright good match. It's just these Baszler matches are getting so formulaic that, um, you know, it's not just, you know, within itself, you know, out of context. There is all this other stuff that you have to consider. And, you know, with that in mind, it, it was like just another Baszler match. All right, moving on to yeah. we've got the NXT Championship match: Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not this was better than their last match. It was. I um, thought so. Yeah, it was. It was much more clean cut and simple. You didn't have your, you didn't have all those run-ins. You didn't have the like. I mean, the two out of three falls match it can kind of just be clanky anyway because, you know, uh, nobody's really going to be all that terribly invested in the first fall. Um, it just takes a while to get there. They had all the, like, run-ins. They had, like, all the finisher kickouts that this one wasn't, like, you know, immune from or anything, but it just seems like that's, like, what it was at the end. And then this one seemed like there was a bit more, like, stake to the sizzle if you will yeah um i mean it had all the spots and you know johnny Kickout got his stuff in <laughs> but like it wasn't overdone like nearly as bad mm-hmm. um i liked the targeting of like the knee mm-hmm. i really liked like the specific like um like located like super kicks too. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. I love stuff like this. And I think and a I, problem I, that so many people run into, uh, is they introduce it and then it winds up like, not only does it not play into the match, but it's just some right, like sometimes just like outright forgotten. Like guys will have their legs worked over for a majority of the match. And then their move is like a power bomb or something, you know, like, <laughs> Like, move where you, like, need all of the strength in your leg, and suddenly it's like, ah, well, now they're, like, fine. And then, like, maybe they'll, like, grab it a little bit afterwards. It's like, oh, right, I'm supposed to be selling that. Um, So I like when it's, like, it actually, you know, like, it's a story, like, thread throughout the match and not just, like, uh, what can we do to, like, kill time before we get to the finish? I don't know. Work the leg. Yeah. Um, And I forgot to mention this earlier, but in the Roddy... Uh, Riddle match too that like series of elbows where he just like destroyed Riddle was fantastic yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> when he was like up against the ropes yeah yeah god <laughs> let's put him with uh, Ono again oh yeah Ono would be a, he's been a good tag team wrestler he just hasn't been that in on the, the WWE Let's put him in the undisputed era with Roddy, and that can be the other one. Yeah, and let Fish go get healthy again, mm-hmm. and um, Kyle O'Reilly can do some singles matches. Yeah, and or that could be the driving out of Cole. Mm-hmm. Put Cole by himself, uh, have O'Reilly on top, and have Ono come in, and he and. Roddy just elbow the shit out of people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. We'll call it death by knee. There you go. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, this match. Um, I've got a bit of a Gargano hot take, although I don't know. Maybe it, it seems like with the crowd reaction, it, maybe it's not so much a hot take as it is just like everyone kind of realizing something. Uh, and that is, I am starting to question how, um, the one thing that I'll not question, I'll like, I think I'll soften the blow by like saying this, uh, is that as far as like having it in the ring, um, Gargano might be the best in the entire company, right? So I don't want to take anything away from his like wrestling ability, but, uh, I think with Ciampa out of the picture and Gargano having been the champion, not chasing anything, I think all of the shine of the Johnny takeover character was gone. Um, and there was like almost no appeal to him as defending champion outside of a feud with Ciampa. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I don't know. He, it really seemed like he came out almost cold. Mm-hmm. And it really feels, I don't know, like. So it's just like, that's what we've, I mean, so here's, it's been a, it's a gift and a curse, like how good this Champa thing is, is those are now the two things that have been so, uh, related to, tied to Johnny Gargano is, uh, his feud with Champa and then him like chasing down the NXT title. So then when both are now gone, it's like, okay, like what? What what are we doing here? And that's where you kind of that's what separates the like. I don't know. This is gonna sound like I really don't like Argano, which isn't the case. It's just I it's just you know I was we're we're the thinking man's podcast, you know. So, um, well, it's like Zayn and Owens, right? Everybody it's... forgot that like Owens also had that really good match with John Cena to like mm-hmm. debut on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Because they kept doing Zayn and Owens over and over again. Now none of the matches that Owens are doing seem to like live up because he's been working with Zayn for what, like 10 years? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're going to work better with a guy that you've known since mm-hmm. you were wrestling at freaking Reseda. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and Champa and. Gargano are clearly the same thing. They've wrestled together and against each other. They're literally like the same thing as uh, mm-hmm. Zayn and uh, Owens. Yeah. It's just, it's the point now where this is the first time I kind of really thought about it because he, he's kind of been pegged as like, you know, one of the, the top, you know, prospects in NXT, you know, for the company. And it like makes you think like, is he really, does he really have the ability to like get over to that level with the crowd or was he just like, you know, caught in a perfect situation where he's like the perfect guy for like this underdog story and like, is this storyline just really good? Because this was the, this was the first time in a while, right? Cause he has either been chasing the championship or feuding with Ciampa or both. And this is his first time. Um, where it has been neither of those and the crowd, uh, not only could not care less about him, they actively booed him 
And yeah. we're like hoping for the guy who is supposed to be the like slimy heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we shouldn't have wanted Cole to be the champion of NXT. Well, and that's a problem with the crowd too. Like the crowd yeah, is not yeah. the same as it used to be. Like when they were trading blows, you mean? Yay, mm-hmm. boo. Mm-hmm. Yay. Like, <laughs> um, that's, that's a problem with the crowd being too smart mm-hmm. for their own good too. Yeah. Cause you could tell that like there were some people, st- there were still people there. Like it's not like it was completely silent for Gargano. Right. Yeah. He got a great entrance pop. It wasn't the same mm-hmm. as Adam Cole's. And like even when he was doing things, he was still getting cheered. It's just that like the overwhelming or the overwhelming mm-hmm. majority was, you know, Cole. Right. Like some people behave. Like some people just need to go and like realize that they're part of it is to cheer for the good guys and like boo the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're killing the product, I guess. Yeah. As Cornette would say. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're responsible for something here too. You can't just take. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, go do what you want. You paid for your ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't make us, uh, send Bully Ray to talk to you. Well, the crowd doesn't have to be so freaking <laughs> smarmy either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and I guess I'm part of the problem because I was doing like the Roman sucks chance when we saw him live too. So, uh, it's a little different. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I, I like this, the, the Panama sunrise, like the multiple attempts and then him mm-hmm. finally getting it was pretty cool. Yeah. I always like watching those. See, that's what I know that right now, like, Nothing gets like a, a pop and like the hands on faces and the like shocked crowd shots that they're like looking for, like a finisher kick out. But, um, not only do I think that it's like kind of a cheap crutch to lean on, it also like devalues the finishers and is eventually going to be to the point where it's like, Oh, there's the finisher. Well, that was the first one. So we know it's going to be a kick out. Um, I think the, the better way to combat that is to tease the move. And I think the best, the present day, like best in the business at this is, uh, Kenny Omega and the One Wing Angel. The way to get the reaction is, um, for them to like go for the move and there'd be some sort of reversal. So that way the crowd still gets like, you know, like, oh, here comes the finish. But instead of it being like hit and there being a kick out, it's, you know, they like find some way like out of the move and the match continues. Like there's still that like, suspense and tension and they like bite like oh if he hits this it's over um whereas now we're gonna be getting to the point where it's if he hits this he's gonna kick out <laughs> like it's not gonna be over like, it's gonna it's gonna um you know uh like i don't know i i, I i'm not a big finisher kick out in like every match uh, especially when it is like every match, you know, right. um, like they need to protect these finishes. Yeah, they do. And they don't, mm-hmm. but you know, Johnny kick out is going to kick out. Right. Hulk's going to flex. <laughs> Johnny's going to kick out. Yep. Um, any other thoughts on this? I guess they're still called pay-per-views events. Mm-hmm. Network specials. Network special. Any other thoughts on this before we close out? Anything else that maybe we didn't touch on that you remembered and want to go back to? Where do you think um, they go for? Is it rematch? Yeah, because now they've both got two falls against each other. Mm-hmm. Oh so. yeah, that's something that I wanted to touch on. Is um, I like 
uh, like little things, like little details. And, uh, it was like, I, I, I guess I, I would, I would have picked up on this if, uh, I had been watching the weekly NXT show, which I think I may make it like more of a habit of now, especially if I'm not watching the like main TV shows. Um, but they would, they showed it in the, like the, the promo package for the match. And cause I was kind of wondering, like, Honestly, Gargano and Cole are like, they made the most sense for this match, but like, Gargano just beat Cole in a two out of three falls match where like, everything, uh, and the kitchen sink was like thrown at him and he like, like could not be stopped. What is the possible justification for Adam Cole getting this match? Um, and it was just like one little line that like did it for me and that was like, um, when Cole brought up the fact that, um, due to the, the nature of it being a two out of three falls match, um, if it had been any other match type, he got that first fall. And so he like should have been the champion. Right. Like if that was any other match, he picked up the first fall and the bell would have rang and it would have been over and he'd be the champion. I was like, ah, that's, I also love it when heels make good points because that's, they should be like it should be like you know stretching the truth. It shouldn't be like blatant lying, but uh, it's just like great heel work is when there's like a nugget of truth behind what they're saying because like nobody likes to be like put in their place. So if we like don't like the guy and then he like kind of makes a good point, you're supposed to like hate him more. Um, so yeah, I just I I, re- I really appreciated that. It wasn't just like a. Ah, well, you know, um, these guys are just going to have the match because they're the two top stars in NXT. Right. There was a little bit of like thought and planning put into it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did totally get what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, you think they go Riddle next? Is that the next uh, Riddle Cole? Well, yeah. I guess no. I guess they do the rematch and then they do real cool. We just talked about that. Yeah. Maybe they'll have a three way. Although I kind of hope they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Riddle's the next guy. Yeah. Maybe a Riddle Gargano feud and then Riddle. I. It's hard. It's. Well, I mean, if they keep having, may I mean, maybe they want to just have Riddle like work his way through undisputed era because I'd be so into an O'Reilly Riddle match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably Riddle. Like everything, like everything seems to lead to, um, like Riddle Cole. Mm-hmm. But there, there probably should be another, just one on one match between the other two. Uh, yeah. Between, but you know, logic doesn't always matter, mm-hmm. so it's fine. They'll just do what they want anyway. It'll probably be Riddle. I I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to like guess anything because mm-hmm. they're just gonna do whatever they want anyway. It doesn't have to make sense, right? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What? Do, I guess if you were asking me what I want to see, yeah. I, I well. I want to see a blow off, but like I, I do want to see Riddle and Cole. Mm-hmm. Although I'm just like concerned over how that would play out. 
Mm-hmm. Cole's just got such a disadvantage because he's not believable because he's so much mm-hmm. smaller. Like we literally went from like Drew McIntyre, who's like what six <laughs> foot five, six mm-hmm. foot six, something like mm-hmm. that, um, to Adam Cole, who's like five eleven, right, and like maybe one hundred and ninety pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's you know these size differentials are really tough, and I know that they've got to kind of like taper it off, and they taper it off and. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see him against? Not necessarily who's it going to be. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know that we've seen him in Dream, and that might just be the like, the like, uh, like kick in the pants that Dream means needs a like title versus title match. Uh, the Riddle one's intriguing as well. Um, but I don't know. There's some guys down there. Uh, I don't know if they've signed anybody recently. Uh, I mean, a, a Cole, it wouldn't particularly make sense. I mean, honestly, I, I've been talking about it for a while now, but I don't think, the more I think about it, the more I don't think they're going to break up Undisputed Era until uh, they're all on the main roster. Uh, but like uh, having another O'Reilly or having... Not another, but just having the O'Reilly Cole feud take place in WWE, I think will not only be more impactful because we're all now more familiar with them and we'll have the big, like, we'll have the, like, better production for it. And, um, it's almost more interesting now because they've, like, they're so associated with each other. Whereas in Ring of Honor, they were just, like, rivals. They were just, like, the top guys in a promotion. Um, which you know is like that's 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 like the classic way to book a wrestling feud. I'm not saying that's like that was like wrong or boring or took away from it, but it was just like you know it was like it was your difference, the difference and the feud of like The Rock and Stone Cold, where it's just the two big guys and a feud like Shawn Michaels and Triple H, because it's like oh these guys have like a backstory, you know? Yeah. Um. So that'd be a fun one. Uh, those are just. I'd say those ones would be ones I'd want to see, but I don't know that we would be seeing them. But that's not what you asked, so I try to answer the question <laughs> with the guidelines. I think it's going to be Gargano, and if I was putting together the card, it would be they'd do the blow-off with Gargano and Cole. You'd have Riddle continuing his push, um, but within the like confines of this like mini-feud with... Um, Undisputed Era, and I'd do a O'Reilly Riddle match, and then, um, then I would go to Riddle and Cole, and then probably put the belt on Riddle and call all of Undisputed Era up. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Uh, don't forget, we've got Damian Priest coming as well. We do, and I actually like the rebranding. I don't know how he'll do. A lot of guys kind of just get lost in the shuffle, but I think Punishment Martinez was always kind of like a an indie-rific name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and not that Damian Priest is the best name, but it's at least like, it's like so wrestly that I think it it might work. You know what I mean? Well, I think in if a strange it's way, enough. it's like it's like such a stage name that I think it works. I think he's gonna be a guy that like Vince likes. Mm-hmm. He seems like it because you know he looks like Corbin, but he can work better. Yeah. 
Well, that like that NXT once uh 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 I can never remember his WWE name, uh, but Donovan Dijak. Once he comes back, that Haas division is going to be something. They have him, Keith Lee. Well, Martinez um, isn't like. No, he's just tall. He's not. He's not. Yeah, big. he's not to the same extent. He's not like. He doesn't have like a gross physique either, like mm-hmm. Corbin does, which also surprises me as to why like Vince would like him. Right. Um. He also doesn't wrestle in freaking vests. <laughs> um. Oh, he might. I don't know. I don't know what his new character is going to look like. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see him. Like I'd been looking forward to him coming over for a while and. You know, I always kind of thought I was going to hate him until I actually saw his matches in ROA in like Ring of Honor, and I think a lot of people were the same way. Mm-hmm. But you know, it'll be good. It's always good to bring in like new, like kind of established talent. But it's like, that way you don't have to just completely like grassroots everything, every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about? Just in the world of wrestling? Sure. This is a good transition into uh, some new event topics, I think. Okay. Or um, a, a new did, event topic. Did you have the, the chance to check out Mox and uh, Juice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as, as, soon as, I, uh, as, soon as it popped up, I, got it, I, I, I pulled that up. I, did it get spoiled for you? <laughs> uh, it did. Ah, they always do. Why don't you just delete Bleacher Report? I wasn't on Bleacher Report. Oh, was on Twitter. It was on Google. Like I go to Google News to like, Ah. like when you click Google, you know, to like search for something. Well, tell Google you're not interested in wrestling. (laughs) Well, you know, right? It is what it is. It was fine. It didn't take anything away from the match. I don't think. No, it didn't. Um, Um, but. Yeah, it's I weird to that. see him in. It's weird to see him in trunks, isn't it? The in trunks boy shorts. Wasn't, yeah, I, for me it was more the like teeny tiny boots, the like Roddy boots. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, it, it might just be a like a New Japan attire because he, he still had kind of like he still had like pants when he did his like AEW spot. Wow, yeah, but he? he he was doing a spot where he wasn't supposed to be dressed for a wrestling match at his AEW spot too. Right. So we'll my see. guess is he's wearing the 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 barbed wire boy shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that five times fast. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I it happened Wednesday morning, and I half thought like, uh, let me like set the alarm and like watch it before I go to work, but I didn't, and it wound up kind of being a slow starting morning anyway. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm glad I had a couple extra hours of sleep. Um. But what happened was, as I was preparing to leave on Wednesday, um, it started, like, raining. So I'm like, I could either walk home in the rain, or I could go back up to my desk and watch the Juice and Mox match. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) You made the right decision. I think so. Yeah, I was, you know, I'd been, like, thinking about it. And, like, who knows what I would have gotten into when I got home. So I wanted to be, like, going back out. Uh, So it might have, like, slipped through the cracks and... I would have missed the match and I would have been kind of sad about that. But yeah, that was, it was cool to see him like in a not WWE ring. Um, and, uh, I, I even liked how they like, even though it was kind of just like a, it wasn't a, a thrown together match necessarily, but like 
they came up with like this little backstory for him. They're like, oh, they were like rivals. They like knew each other back in FCW, which like, you know, would have been true. Um, I don't know that there, there was bad blood. I don't think so. I think people pretty much, uh, if there, if there was any bad blood, it's that like, uh, Moxley like rubbed anybody the wrong way. I think, um, the former CJ Parker was pretty well liked, uh, in both developmental eras that he was in. Um, but yeah, they, they molded well together. Um, I was never really a big juice guy until they had the show here. And then it was like, um, you know, when he was like in the main and he had that great match with Beretta, I was like, okay, you know what? I kind of like get it. He's not my particular cup of tea for like a wrestler. Cause he's like the, he's like the, the, the bright color wacky outfit guy. Um, but like he's got his like, his core group of fans over there. Um, and if, I think he's a really good baby face for, for new Japan. I was surprised he cut the dreadlocks speaking mm. of new looks. Cause that's not just like, you know, if, if Ambrose wants to like go right back to wrestling in jeans, he can. But if, uh, if juice is like, ah, man, you know what? I, I like, I, I wish I had the dreadlocks still like, Sorry, man. <laughs> Those are gone. You know? Well, you could get extensions. Yeah, he could, but at this point, we would all know that there were extensions. They'd be kind of lame. If, that, if he had like a heel turn, that would be like a perfect, <laughs> perfect heel tactic is the dreadlock extensions. But yeah, that was. Um, so I guess that means that he's going to be sticking around uh, NXT for a little bit. I know the the AEW guys. Uh, it sounds like they're going to have like freedom to kind of pick and choose uh until the like tv deal fully kicks in um and there's the like rampant speculation that ambrose is doing the g1 especially because they have they're at least kicking it off over here um i think in dallas but i don't i don't know if there are any other g1 events that are going to be in america but there are at least going to be some of the matches here so i'm sure that would make it a little bit easier for him to to be involved but that's the hot rumor because he didn't have he had june bookings and he had august bookings he didn't have anything in july so everybody's like oh he's keeping his slate clean for the g1 and now that he's got a belt and it's like it's a little more up in the air as to like okay how is he like because like it could have just been a one-off you know but it's it's at least going to be a two-off now. Yeah. You kind of want to see Moxley versus Okada? Of course. I <laughs> I don't know how well they, they would mesh together, but like mm-hmm. I, I think it would be at least fun to think about. Mm-hmm. It might be terrible. I mean, I could very well see it just being awful. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be fun up until that point at least. Yeah. I, and I like the fact that he's not really like presenting himself as a heel either. He's kind of just mm-hmm. like Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Or John Moxley. John Good. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting his real name isn't Dean Ambrose. <laughs> he's he just is. Mm-hmm. Although AEW I think he's a heel. New Japan I think he's just glad to be out of WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so who is your favorite wrestler this week? Um 
Did I say Mox last week? <laughs> no, you went with didn't you? Did you say Mox or did you say Orange? Uh... Uh, I said Orange Cassidy. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm going Mox, your new uh, IWGP United States Champion, John Moxley. I wanted so badly for it to be Tyler Breeze this week. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's Adam Cole. Bebe. Yeah, it was between, it was realistically, it was between him and Roddy and mm-hmm. like the Roddy was based solely off of the elbow spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I gotta go with Adam Cole. It just, he just, you know, mm-hmm. he, he had his day. Yeah. And I'm excited about it because I've been wanting it for a long time and I was kind of worried that he was just going to be that like guy who got close, but never really did it. And then he did. So it's it's a relief. If nothing else, he's now won the NXT championship. Yeah. So there will always be something to fondly look back on. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else before we uh, hop off? Got Jericho Okada on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, with an undercard of, I don't remember what else is on this card, but uh, you also have Naito and Ibushi. For the Intercontinental, um, I mean it's, it's Dominion, which is kind of one of their other biggest shows. This is the same events that Omega broke through and won the the championship last year. So this isn't like a a backlash, or this is probably comparable to uh, I don't want to say SummerSlam, but it's you know one of their it might be their SummerSlam because like the G1 like final is kind of like a Royal Rumble, King of the Ring, rolled up into one kind of event. So this is this is maybe like SummerSlam. You can maybe compare it to that. Although yeah, it's, now- it's not loaded on singles matches though. So a lot of your like New Japan stars are in those like multi man tag matches at the beginning. Like Jay White's just in a multi man. Tanahashi I think's in a multi man. But just for the like the surrealness of Okada Jericho, like. That's like if if there's ever a like random wrestling match generator main event, that's it right there. Yeah. Uh, did you see Moxley's got another match scheduled for New Japan? Yeah, I uh, did. Shota Imuno. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who that is. I don't know either. I guess they're opening Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah. What did he call his move now? The Death Rider or something like that? Yeah, Death Rider. Something like that. I think that's just going to be a New Japan thing. It's interesting that they kept, that he kept the same move. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's established. We would all know to react to it. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just keep calling it the Dirty Deeds and see if WWE tries to sue him. Right. That'll be more fun. Well, there, there's no way they could have Dirty Deeds trademarked it's like it's like a acdc song yeah not only <laughs> that but it's just like a, a phrase it'd be like having a i don't know like it's another phrase <laughs> it's just like a common expression all right or like curb stomp right it'd same be thing like... they, they call it curb stomp everywhere yeah i think he just wants to disassociate like every single thing that was right <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Somebody's gonna call it like uh, Morrow slipped and called uh, the knee strike the uh, V trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gonna slip and call it the uh, the 
stupid dirty deeds. Dirty deeds. Wow, I just my brain just stopped. That's fine. I did always kind of like the uh, when it, it kind of got the like Dudley Boys treatment when he would hit it. It didn't fully catch on, but with certain crowds, um, where you know when the the Dudley Boys went for the Dudley Death Drop, it would be like a 3D from the the crowd, and they'd get like a when Ambrose would do it occasionally, he'd get the dirty deeds. Yeah. I don't know. I always kind of liked the name, but. Uh, I would totally understand if he wanted to distance himself from all that. I do think uh, that is just going to be the the New Japan uh, moniker for the move. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So overall, how would you say your first week with no good shit wrestling was? <laughs> uh. It was good. I mean, I haven't really watched uh, other than, like, I mean, SmackDown's kind of kept me tethered a little bit, uh, but it's been, I think, three or four weeks now since I've actually watched. Uh, so, no, nah, it was good. I feel refreshed, and, like, I actually would, like, want to seek out more wrestling, not, like, there isn't this, like, looming pressure of, like, oh, God, there's, like, we, uh, I'm about to like break the curse. I hope you weren't like or break the trend here. We weren't. I hope you weren't trying to avoid talking about this for the whole show. But like, I feel absolutely no pressure whatsoever to watch the Saudi Arabia show today, and that's great. I completely forgot that that was even a thing. <laughs> Three o'clock this afternoon it starts, so I do have the like excuse of oh i'll be at work but it'll likely still be going on when i get off and i still probably still won't watch it <laughs> i'm off today so i i'm planning to go and like work out this morning and stuff so i'm you know it, maybe if it were like on because i still have the subscription through like the 16th right but like maybe if it were on while i was going to work out i would do it but like if not and i'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it when i could watch you know the preacher mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Something I like watching. Mm-hmm. Or I can and decide what new um, what new company I'm going to be giving my money to. Yeah. Or company that I was previously giving my money to. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm going to look at everything available, and I'll pr- it'll probably be high spots if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, but, you should seriously consider if. Only for the month of July, so you get to watch the G1, but I think you should consider. I might just do it for the month of July then, too. Yeah. You know, because I could do that for 10 bucks in July. And And you you also get, like, the back catalog stuff, too. So if you're, like, uh, so inclined to watch old stuff, you'd be able to as well. Give me something to do at the gym instead of just listening to podcasts. (laughs) Well, while I'm doing cardio. Right. Yeah. All right, um, that'll about wrap it up, huh? I reckon so. Anything else you want to get in? Get it in. Nope i got I got I got my shit in. All right. Oh, speaking of which, this is one more thing that I'm going to say. Did you hear Brian Cage was backstage <laughs> and uh, got a phone call from Impact saying yeah. that he couldn't? Which is weird because I thought Impact was real liberal on their like. Um, yeah. 
And so, you'd, you'd kind of think, given the state that they're in right now, that they'd almost want to be not like overly do it, but like they'd want to be on the like the better side of a relationship with AEW. Yeah, seems to have been kind of a this is kind of a a, a prickly first impression. Well, it's really weird too with like um, what's his face being like in charge over there and his relationship with like Kenny Omega, right? On Callis, yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, interesting. I'm wondering if they didn't maybe like get something from like the higher ups or mm-hmm. some TV deal. Maybe the TBS thing's a problem. I don't know. Right. Because now that there's TV deals involved, everything gets a lot furrier. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Interesting, though. I'd like to know more about that. Like, I don't know what he was shot, planned for or anything like that, but um, interesting, though. Who knows, yeah. I mean, he may very well have just been, like, one of the guys who ran off uh, MJF during the, like, belt presentation. So I doubt they would have, like... Uh, you know, had him in a match. I mean, I guess nobody knew he was going to get like told not to appear, but right. it didn't. It didn't seem like there were any like glaring holes on the no. card, right? So that's why I think like uh, it might, that might have been the spot. Like it, instead of being those like three guys, it might have like just been him. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Other than that, I've got nothing though. So there you go. Guess that'll that'll do her. That'll do her. <laughs> Until next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That time buckles like a wake up call. You will buy by the rules, but you don't have a law. You know I want it all. And I don't care if I gotta bring you through the world you run, but just to see you fall. This might be standing to you, but this is where the dream is cause I want it more. You went and pulled the steel ladder, wrapped the crime into the top, and then you hesitated. If you ain't reaching for the belt, the hell you want it for? I got more attitude than rock back in 97. Second prayers, leave you buried like I've been the reverend. We've been convinced seconds, the final call is in. I give it all the way, no matter who's been following. Where the cost is sick, you've been the great. The three count is the passing, now you sealed your fate. A lot of people claim they want it, most will come and go. But I'm committed for forever. Welcome to the show.